Welcome to the Book Hub, an online event space hosted by Luther Seminary. Welcome, everyone, uh, to our February Book Hub event. My name is Leanne Pomrenke. I am part of the Faith Lead team, and I will be your MC as part of this event today. So this event is specifically focused on rural ministry and what the situation is in that unique context. Um, we have a special guest leader with us today. Uh, John Anderson is the Director of Rural Ministry for Luther Seminary and works closely with Faith Lead. He will be our facilitator. Uh, John is a Bishop Emeritus of the Southwest Minnesota Synod of the ELCA and has been on staff with Luther since September. So welcome, John. Our uh, next panelist in the list you can see there. Oh no, now we've switched order. The next panelist on my screen is Sarah Cordray, a Lutheran pastor from Syracuse, Nebraska. Her Doctor of Ministry work has led to several articles for us on the Faith Leader blog, illuminating some unique challenges and opportunities of small town ministry. Next, I see Brad Roth. Brad is a Mennonite pastor in Mound Ridge, Kansas. Although we are featuring today his book, God's Country, Faith, Hope, and the Future of the Rural Church, he also has two additional books forthcoming. So perhaps we will hear about some of the work that went into those recently as well. And our final panelist is Alan Stanton, a Methodist minister living in rural Tennessee. Uh, where among other roles, he is the executive director of the Turner Center for Rural Vitality at the University of Tennessee Southern. He is the author of the 2021 book, Reclaiming Rural, Building Thriving Rural Congregations. So welcome everyone to Cultivating Rural Ministry. And John Anderson, I turn it over to you. Thanks, Leanne. Yeah, we're really excited uh, for you to be with us today. And those of you who will listen by podcast later, we're glad you've uh, made time to join us. Uh, we have three different practitioners, researchers, and writers coming from various vectors talking about rural ministry, which is a broad category, but I think you'll find it helpful. Um, and um, in my history, our former presiding Bishop Mark Hansen used to say, that part of leadership, a key part of it is being a noticer. So we need to uh, pay attention to what we're noticing. And our first question is gonna come down that angle, but let me just set it up. So we know that there have been many discussions in our uh, communities in the last couple of years. It's been hard uh, in a lot of different ways. And we know that people have been getting frustrated with each other. We know that We've been watching resignations from workplaces and congregations as we get weary and we're deep in the season with the pandemic and we're facing all kinds of changes in our culture. We're dealing with our, the racial reckoning of our culture and we're dealing with political polarization. 
but I'm gonna invite each of our three authors to reflect with us on this question. So what else are you seeing in, our, uh, in, in your ministry, in your research that might be noticed that's uh, significant? What's something that's got your attention that you wanna lift up for people in our podcast? Yeah, well, greetings from Kansas, everybody. It's great to be here. Alan I, and, and Sarah, I really appreciate how you kind of set that up and I'll push off a little bit of what you're saying because I think, Alan, you know, in your book, you had talked, you used the word here of confused narratives and I like that, but you also said in the book, like how these narratives allow um, uh, and others to allow it to otherize um, rural communities and defend an elite culture. I think that's a really great line. And Sarah, you're kind of doing some similar work, right? We're not as connected sometimes as we think. And so, um, you know, I, uh, but, but on the other side of that, I mean, we've, we've all seen the statistics and the burnout and that sort of thing. But on the other side of that, what's kind of exciting for me is that um, rural ministry is now a thing. So people are thinking theologically and synthetically about what it means to, to, to do ministry in rural places. What is the special genius of the rural community and the rural church? Um, and, you know, there's been some, some books that have come out and some resources pushed that way. And that, that for me is exciting. So if, if rural ministry and rural communities are not, you know, this mythological um, understanding, then what, what are they? Let's look at the distinctive characteristics. And then coming out of that, I think um, that from that good observation that we've been talking about, that theological and sociological reflection, we're seeing rural leaders conducting experiments for the kingdom. Um, you know, really trying to, to, to move in creative ways and sensitive ways into um, that, that space that is rural ministry. So, you know, talking about rural church planting or variations on multi-site or just engaging folks who are church refugees in rural communities for, for whatever reason. Because um, I think the rural church has a unique capacity to, to impact its community for good. Um, some of that's due to scale. And we're really seeing churches take that community ministry up with Augusto. I mean, it's like, um, you know, a recognition that you cannot have a healthy rural church without a healthy rural community. And um, just to give you a tiny example, I, I just last weekend was hanging out with an amazing group of rural United Methodist pastors in eastern Colorado. And um, they were telling stories about all the ways that they are going in and supporting their local school and feeding hungry people in ways that just um, far exceed what you would think they'd be able to do by their based on their size and you know doing some creative stuff like a valentine drive for kids that don't don't have the valentine's cards for whatever reason to give to their friends so um, there's tough stuff out there but I think we can see that there's this um, movement that's been happening in the last five or so years of people really thinking theologically and then applying that to do something creative in their communities and that's that's exciting for me. Our next uh, conversation or question that we want to circle around is uh our God is a creating God and God continues to create. We live in a time where uh, we're experiencing accelerated. Everything is accelerating and time seems more and more tight. The church is working on faithful innovations and people often report they're feeling tired as we engage uh, pastors and ministers as we talk to them at the seminary. So my next question is, uh, what actually sustains church leaders and congregations in the midst of the many challenges? And, um, and what are the opportunities for development and innovation? So what actually sustains church leaders and congregations in the midst of all this challenge and the opportunities? And 
what are things that sustain us so that we can engage in development and innovation the way we want to? Well, um, you know, I think to kind of paraphrase, paraphrase Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, you know, there's this, there's been this great disturbance in the force. Uh, it was as if a million voices suddenly cried out in UG. Um, and I feel like that's where we're at. We're kind of stuck in this collective UG moment. Um, and I think a lot of rural pastors and leaders are exhausted because of the frustrations that are so large and the winds that have been so few. And I think, in, um, you know, it's really kind of simple to sum up in one way. You just, you just need a win sometimes. And those have been a little bit hard to come by. Um, but I think, I think we could come at this question of what sustains ministry from a technical angle. And we sort of know those answers. And we could talk about using metrics that are indigenous to the rural church. Um, that you know, we could talk about the importance of networks, um, and we could talk about sustaining uh, pastors and leaders, you know, through, through those intentional friendships. But for me, the really important piece is to go beyond the practical and really bring in a spiritual component, um, and just to kind of acknowledge that a lot of the disappointment and the fed upness and the acedia that a lot of us are, are feeling right now, that, that those are spiritual realities. And for me, where I go, often when I think about what sustains rural ministry is Jesus, I mean, Jesus teaching and the person of Jesus, of course, but specifically his um, actions and teaching and the feeding of the 5,000, you know, and they're, they're out on the hill, all those folks who are, have a great need and, and Jesus meets that need. And we tend to focus on the abundance of that story, which is part of it, but the feeding of the 5,000 was a story of less before it was a story of more. Um, and I think we want to remember that Jesus intentionally called his disciples into the wilderness to be with them there. And while wilderness is a place of struggle, um, it is also a place where he feeds them and he prays with and for them. And so I think well, here's kind of what I, where I'm at right now. I think um, we're at this moment. We're like the, the desert fathers and mothers of old. We have to embrace the wilderness. So, you know, that means expecting challenges, but that means also expecting to be nourished in this place, right? This is the place um, where Christ calls us and where he's meeting us. And so, um, you know, find the ways that Jesus is feeding you. And I, obviously that's primordially at his table, but then also through um, this intentional rhythm of prayer and, and just dwell in that place. So I think it's a spiritual reality. I think the the, the oldest answers on this question of sustenance are really still the best ones that we have. Well, uh, I think that uh, Brad's book that's coming, one of them is about the Lord's Supper. And um, I can, I can, I'm excited to see how you're going to develop that. But this notion of uh, part of what we're living with being a spiritual matter that we need to attend to, that's something that sometimes we get stuck in and we don't look at that part at all. Uh, so thanks for naming that. So our final question that we're going to work on is we want to have our uh, panelists talk about a time that uh, God surprised them with hope. Uh, what's, what are your sources of hope in this time in scripture, in our tradition, maybe in particular human beings God has placed around you or in your communities that have encouraged you in your small town and rural ministry? Or I, I like to think I'm trying to throw a nice, slow softball that you guys could hit wherever you want to hit it. Or... How has God expanded your imagination and given you hope as you do rural ministry? You know, I think I appreciate what Alan was saying a little bit earlier about this moment where we can reimagine ourselves. And, you know, Sarah talking about start where you are, use what you have. And, 
um, you know, with all the, the, the disruption and the burnout, um, I guess what I think about is how the flip side of burnout is really the recognition that things can't continue as they are. Um, and if you light a spark to that realization, then that gives you that chance to reimagine yourself, start with something small, you know, bring a new approach to rural ministry. And I sense right now that there is a hunger um, to try new things kind of across the board. Uh, and maybe this is partly the pandemic that it's reminding us that life is short, that it, it is now, it is you, right? That God has brought you to this place in time with purpose. Um, and I think uh, that hunger that I've seen in particular, and I, I've seen this in my own congregation that I serve, um, is a hunger to really find doorways into the, the sometimes rigid structures of our communities and find ways for newcomers to connect to our community and to our church. Um, you know, sort of how, how do we bend the barbed wire to make room for folks who don't have the traditional last names, you know, the names that are on the street signs of your rural community, or, you know, like in my case, traditional Mennonite last names, you know, whatever that is for you, how do we expand the us? Um, and, and that is a direction that's really given me hope right now, because I think that is a, a, an authentic gospel movement. Um, for us in particular, one way that we've seen that is that in the last year, we launched this junior high youth group, and I'm given leadership to this with a couple of other folks. And um, it's been really beautiful. We've seen kids from a bunch of church backgrounds and none connecting to this. And, um, you know, junior high youth ministry was not something I imagined myself doing. It's not necessarily my cup of tea, but we play a silly game with them and we um, talk about life and we study the Bible and talk about Jesus and the kids just keep coming back for that. And so when that happens and we see that that space being created for new people to connect, that, that kind of stuff gives me hope. Um, and I think the other thing that kind of gives me hope, you know, that I, that I want to touch on a little bit, like we, we've heard some, a, a bit of a thread here, but kind of on that meta level that rural ministry is really coming into its own, that rural, rural church is not a deficient suburban church. Rural leaders don't have to move on and away from rural to become successful. And that, um, you know, I'll just take it this way, that, you know, to, to labor with verve and spirit in rural communities, that has its own special dignity, its own calling. Um, and it summons a, a special kind of skillfulness from us. And so, you know, just as part of that larger picture that we've all identified here, that rural ministry is now a thing, that there is a, um, that there's a special skill set and a special calling and a special drive that, that we have been given for that. So that, that also gives me some hope. I want to invite you to next month's uh, Book Hub event, which fits with our theme in March of emotional intelligence. It is going to be writing as wonder, slowing down, paying heed, and taking notes. It's a little bit of a different twist for us. We have two poets joining us, and one of, the, one of them, the book, is uh, Words and Images. Uh, they are going to lead us, uh, Samuel Rayberg and uh, Vic Klamoski. They both turn to writing to understand the inner movement of the spirit and how it challenges them to pay attention to everything. Participants in this Book Hub event will gain insight into that process and suggestions about how to trust their own writing as a steadfast companion in their own spiritual journeying. So this is for you, this is for lay leaders in your congregation, it is for pastors, it is for anyone who defines themselves as a church leader and would like to join that free offering uh, through the Faith Lead Learning Lab. I just wanted to invite you to look at the interest groups 
There's one called Rural Congregations. And in that interest group, I curate articles about rural life in a very broad way. I mean, we have all kinds of rural congregations and communities. And uh, I'd love to have you join me in sharing articles that you think are important to uh, people who are doing ministry. And we're in the process of, uh, at Luther Seminary, of uh, working on something called the Faith Lead Academy, uh, which will uh, do theological education for everyday disciples, for people who are lay staff or important volunteers, or to continue to support our pastors. So you might want to watch uh, for the developments there. One final thing I wanted to say, some of you today may be here and you don't know anything about Luther Seminary and what we're up to in the Faith Lead Academy. And I just want you to know that what we're working on with Faith Lead Academy is broadly ecumenical. And what we saw happen here today with voices from many traditions sharing insights, that's the kind of space we're trying to create to better serve the gospel in Jesus' name. Video recordings of this will become available and we will post those in the lab. And because you've RSVP'd, you will get an email with links to those. It'll also be available as an audio podcast. So you could potentially play this with a group from your church and discuss it. Um, thank you, everyone. Go in peace, serve the Lord. <laughs>